Welcome to Pioneers vs. Pretenders. This is a podcast hosted by me, Mushiru Mudao. Okay. This podcast is an empowerment platform for opportunity seekers, the problem solvers, the game changers, the future shapers, the world builders, the entrepreneurs. Woo. Do you hear the pause? <laughs> the pause is important. <laughs> the, the pregnant pause. <laughs> So this podcast will look to explore the very nature of entrepreneurship in Africa and profile entrepreneurs who are breaking new ground in their respective industries. But obviously, because of the because of the the, the landscape we exist in, we can't just cover entrepreneurs. Mm. We also need to cover the people that are involved in entrepreneurship. Yes, definitely. And also the professionals um, that might have a hand in shaping entrepreneurship in South Africa and Africa mm-hmm. as a whole. So, I mean, you know why that's fair. Yeah, because a lot of capital that's going to entrepreneurship is coming from corporates. Exactly. Um, I don't think some most people acknowledge that. Mm. Um, we think VC. Yeah, we think um, shining star. Do you want to introduce yourself before you just start like? Bruh, you're not gonna do an intro for me. The, like, yo, no. I, I would have made it in life Listen, if you do an if intro I had for like me. A, if I had notes and I was just like, um, this is Leander Chapter. Leander Chapter is. <laughs> I just don't have it, man. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Quick okay. intro. Yeah. Um, my name is Luanda Jafta, as Mashudu has said. Um, I'm unemployed, um, <laughs> pretending to be an entrepreneur. Um, uh, founder of the People's Fund uh, with a group of amazing people. Um, and also a treasurer for the Branson Stockfell. I'm going to put that on my CV, that I'm treasurer for the Branson Stockfell. Do you also write that you're unemployed on your CV? <laughs> I haven't sent my CV in years, but if like what I was, does it, what does that mean? Being unemployed, uh, being unemployed, pretending to, to be, be an, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Because I go through the same trials of somebody unemployed, right? In my personal capacity, right? Where you're figuring out where the cash is going to come from. It's not, it's not the same kind of problem that somebody has a regular income has, right? Um, but it's, it's 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 also strenuous. So what I've been learning to do for the past about year and a half is to have regular income, right? Apart from the big dream businesses, to just have regular income. And it's been exasperated of late because I've got a daughter who just turned one year old. Yeah. So now I have to have regular income. Yeah. Right? Um, it's not optional. It's not, it's not negotiable. Not that it's negotiable when you don't have a kid. <laughs> sure. I think it's pretty negotiable. It's because not. I mean, obviously you've got more pressure when you've got mm. people that rely on you, but there's also just... The, the cost of living it's, it's so expensive just to be alive not if you've got like uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi and YouTube and that's enough for your life like do you know how much Wi-Fi fucking <laughs> South Africa costs sure like I, I also think I also think I also think we search in like uh, poor ways and it also speaks to like how we do entrepreneurship um, so most of my life is bartered um, entirely from a resource perspective I, I barter with people we share Resources. I've got a skill. I know how to digital. Uh, I know how to market anything online, um, and I often use that to get a lot of free stuff. But it's not free. There's no such thing as free lunch. No. You know, I I pay with my. Oh, I hate this word expertise. You know. <laughs> Why do you hate that word? I mean, I feel like in this day and age, having those expertise, those skills, mm-hmm. is like the major resource. So yes, a lot of people say they're looking for jobs and they've got degrees and sure. And I always say, like, companies aren't hiring pieces of paper anymore. They're sure. hiring human beings that actually know how to do shit. Sure. And the major thing I've realized is, like, people stop at degrees and 
don't invest in actually learning beyond mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So learning relevant and applicable skills that mm-hmm. actually matter in the corporate landscape, in the startup landscape, sure. where they can actually add value. Sure. So why would you hate the word expertise when you've actually worked and earned those certain skills? I don't know. I just hate titles, period, right? Yeah. Like, um, even on the People's Fund, I'm listed as Bootcamp General, right? fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's like we're at war. We're at economic war, and I'm the general. <laughs> okay. We're right? at economic war. I hear that. <laughs> so, what it means that I'm a boot camp general, I sit with these entrepreneurs, and we, 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 we train, you know, for the war, and we direct where the things are going. But generally, why I hate titles, I mean, it's even hard when I have to do interviews. They go, so what's your title? I'm like, boot camp general. Like, no, no, no. Like, what's your real title? I'm like... Okay, traditionally CEO, right? Mm. But like, I hate the idea of CEO of a startup. What does that even mean? Um, but, 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 but to your point about skills and, and, and developing like a skill set. So I understand why degrees matter, right? On, on many levels. Because um, even when I'm dealing with like developers, um, I prefer developers that went to university instead of college, right? Because... Um, what often happens in like a college, for example, right? They tell you what to think, right? Degrassi said, Neil Degrassi Tyson said this nicely, right? Um, in university, what often you learn is how to think, right? So that's why I like, I understand why you'd want somebody with a university degree because there's certain learnings you take from uh, a university. I completely don't disregard the, sure. the value of sure. it. I'm just saying that after that, after that, what are happens? you still like? Sure, there's like a equipping yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of skills that can add value. I totally agree. Actually, there's a lot of people who just go, "I'm unemployed." But like, if you look at the graduate unemployment rate, it's actually quite low. But there's a lot of useless people working in corporates. Like, so I sometimes venture into doing digital campaigns for like companies, and I watch and I go, "You're only here because of you playing corporate politics." Like, there's you're vacuous. Like, there's nothing. To, there's no substance to what you speak, right? Yeah. And then I watch entrepreneurs like slaving away, right? Yeah. And I go, yo, you're the accountant, you're the salesperson, you're the X, Y, Z, right? I always say, like, startups that have the pleasure or the privilege mm. of hiring entrepreneurs are in a much better position yes. than corporates hiring, you know, just very employee-minded people. Sure. Do you agree with that? Sure, in, 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 in many regards, yes. Uh, so, so I know a lot of people who are entrepreneurial, who did the whole nine yards with like education and all of those things, and they have no interest in risk whatsoever, right? Um, and they are very entrepreneurial, like in their thinking, right? In their solution finding and all of those things. And I think we need to move from calling people who own a CIPC document entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, Is that the qualifying document? Yeah, that's so if you have a CIPC document. You're, you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> right? You, you're the director at what CIPC. What would you say actually makes one an entrepreneur? Value. Besides the CPIA. CPIC. Value. Okay. Value. Give value to society yeah. and make society pay you for it. Yeah. That's an entrepreneur, right? Whether you do this inside somebody else's company or your own, that's what makes you an entrepreneur. Do you think there's just like a very little celebration, acknowledgement of entrepreneurs that work within corporate? Yes. Um, you know, like one of the things I'm, I'm noticing more and more in life is that once you get to a place of, of, of sustenance, of comfort, right, for yourself, you care less about how much more money you make, but how much recognition you get, right? And 
I really think there's an underplaying of the work that's being done inside, like corporates, of people being shining stars, right? Um, we go, our F&B did well, right? Not Tepo did well. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So, yes, there is, there is an underplaying of the work being done by entrepreneurs. Intrapreneurs. What's the word? Intrapreneurs. Yeah, with an I. With an I. I. Oh, my God, I hate titles. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say, guys, that, you know, are, you know, you have an idea, you go to CRPC, you get your company doc, and then you go to SARS, you get your tax clearance, mm. and then you go to um, whatever regulatory board and you get your BE certificate and then you get your business account like what would you call that person when they're done because usually you've got people that have all of that and then they just sit on their hands and go oh the business needs to come now Mm. have you started a business after you've done all that shit Mm. yes or no I would call those people so I'm always I'm always hesitant to put all the blame on a single individual but I'd call those people miseducated right about what business is somebody told them no you're black and you, you you there's opportunities for being black right and uh Lebo and i like saying this uh, being black is not a usp right um what's a usp just for oh for unique selling preposition there we go um oh, I chill too much with entrepreneurs don't i obviously <laughs> it's too obvious you know but um, yeah, um so so you can't just market the fact that you're black as being no. the only thing that you have to and offer, right? So, so not even just the only. It must it can't be the main thing. Yeah. I often hear people describe their business. The first thing that comes out of their mouth is, "We are a hundred percent black owned X Y Z." And I go, "I don't care. How do you deliver value, right?" And when I say I don't care, I mean it in this sense that that's not going to make me give you the business, right? It's a prerequisite. Like, for example, the People's Fund, we only fund 51% or more black-owned companies, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the structure of the country, right? Um, who, I believe in social capital more than anything else, and um, the corporates are still owned predominantly, and even the, 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 the medium-sized businesses are predominantly owned by white middle-aged people, particularly men, yeah. right? Which gives white young kids social capital, yeah. right? So we want to focus on capitalizing young, emerging black entrepreneurs, right? But we've seen 500 applications on the platform. Mashudu's dying here, and he's like don't, pointing don't to... Here's the problem. He's coughing. No like, one can see this. You I, didn't have to like, mention it. I want them to understand why there's the pause. Like, we're being real here, you know? We're not doing that pretty okay. interview stuff. <laughs> uh, I have a bit of flu. He's uh, coughing here, and he's doing backflips so that he doesn't listen. cough into the mic. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but, um, but yeah, the, the, what, do you, what do you see the role of a platform like the People's Fund? And I hope you can actually explain what the People's People Fund does, but... How do you see the role of you guys being able to give um, young, small, black-owned businesses the upper hand? Hmm. Okay, so let me start firstly what the People's Fund is. The People's Fund is an asset crowdfunding platform, right? And what that means is basically we, we, we crowdfund for businesses and then the businesses pay the people who are crowdfunding a royalty for that asset. Let me give you a good example. We, have, we had a campaign for Native Norsi where we were selling beehives for 1,200 rand that she would manage, extract honey, create honey, and then sell it to the market for, right? Um, and then she'd pay the people who bought a beehive 36 rand per kilo of honey, right? 
And that's basically the business model. And what we are is actually primarily a bank, or what the function of a bank is supposed to be in society, right? Um, banks are supposed to create economies, right? Money is not created at the South African Reserve Bank, it's created at banks. You deposit 100 Rand, uh, South African Reserve Bank tells the bank, okay, you can keep 5% of that, I'll guarantee the other 95%, go borrow it out to people. And then those people will create wealth, value, and all of those things. So the role we want to play is make capital easily accessible. But what we don't want to do, we're not the platform where you test out ideas, right? We do this with companies that are like a year, a year into their testing, a year, it's so funny watching you cough, <laughs> a year into their testing, a year into their development and that sort of thing, right? Um, we say, look, you figured out the hard part. I think, I think the hardest part in entrepreneurship is the first year, right, of a, of a venture. Because you're figuring out what your customers like, you're figuring out what it costs you to deliver the value, you're figuring out all of that stuff. I'm gonna keep laughing every time you cough. <coughs> and then, excuse me, <laughs> he's spoiling a really, he's spoiling the really cool podcast. Come die on the mic. <laughs> this is what dying on the mic. <laughs> I die on this mic. All I need is one mic. You know, so uh, you're figuring out how your, your logistics works. You're figuring out the business. So basically, the bootstrapping. Yeah, the bootstrapping. Sure. So when you pass that, right, and you've been sweating, what we're saying is, look, you don't have to do this alone anymore. Yeah. We want to be part of that, and we want to make the people part of that, yeah. right? Uh, we've managed, like, in the past six months to raise close to 900,000 yeah. for businesses' assets. Um, no funding, right? It's a collaborative partnership between BrownSense. Um, for those who don't know, BrownSense is a group of almost 130,000 people now looking to buy from black businesses. Um, the hookup dinner. Um, 89,000 database of entrepreneurs across 14 cities, yep. including House City, and then Paybook, uh, which is really good at selling shit online. Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the most dominant trend amongst, you know, you guys have collaborated as three companies to deliver this one product that really empowers entrepreneurs in a big way. Mm. Um, is, is the fact that each of these separate businesses are also, you know, primarily black-owned by young, you know, um, mm. Black individuals. Do you feel there's a there's a there's a social impact mm. angle to that? Like mm. it matters that you guys need to. Is there is there that obligation for for small businesses that are black owned to have a social impact angle? So you know my favorite thing to say in the world is whenever I hear somebody going, I'm a social entrepreneur or a creative entrepreneur. I'm like. Putting those two words in front of entrepreneurs, like saying summer awards. Yeah. Very nature of entrepreneurship is creative. Very nature of entrepreneurship is social, right? Um, so if I create value and I sell it to the market, it is social. I am creating something for the world to enjoy, right? Yeah. We have gotten lost into the space where we start calling social entrepreneur people who just do good. Um, let me try to define that. People who create value but are not looking to make profit. That's not an entrepreneur. That's a non-profit organization, yeah. right? But to do good, it is the very nature of entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurs who do really, really well are those who are trying to fix a problem, yeah. right? It just so happens in South Africa, we have serious inequality problems, water shortage problems, electricity and energy problems, transport problems, right? Those things, when you do them right, right, and when you have like a population, I think 60% of us are below the poverty line, it only makes sense to do businesses that are, social, uh, are more socially uh, uh, directed than, 
than maybe starting an Uber, right? And it's also it also speaks to how in tune you are to the market, because I, I see there's a lot of fluff happening in this market particularly, right? In the South African market, um, let me give an example. There's a lot of people who are starting businesses that are cool, and I think it has to do with living in a metropolis like Joburg, Sentin, you know, the North, North Guards, you know. Mm. <laughs> when I look at my favorite creative entrepreneur, right? And I call him creative entrepreneur because of that fraction of entrepreneurship has taken him as one of his own, of one of their own. Uh, Litab, you know, mm. of Walk Fresh. When you stop for two seconds and break it apart into its bare, bare, bare structure, Walk Fresh is a laundry company. Mm-hmm. That's a real need. He washes shoes for a living. He just made it pretty, right? Mm. What I need us to move away from and, 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 and the nice thing about his model, it's a, it, it, embedded in it is a social good, right? Because what happens is he, does, he opens his franchises, which he's going to be doing, rolling out, in the township, mm-hmm. right? So he's employing people locally from the township who can walk to work now. He's solving the unemployment problem, right? And he just needs a rollout across the, 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 the country in the various townships, right? So that's a social good Entrepreneurship, creative social good entrepreneurship. So we can scrap those two words, mm. right? Um, but I do think, to answer your question more specifically, I do think we have a responsibility as black entrepreneurs who figured some things out to make sure other black entrepreneurs figure yeah. stuff out. So talking about the fluff, which I'd, I'd regard as the pretenders part of this podcast, mm. right? So, I mean, I started this podcast to tackle that you know? mm, we mm. have a lot of fluff we have a lot of people that say they're doing a lot of really good work mm. they say they're really building really amazing businesses but when you look at the core of it mm. there's nothing really there mm. what's the sort of I mean obviously entrepreneurship has been bastardized as the coolest thing to be right now <laughs> and you add it on your Twitter bio everything changes <laughs> right? but what do you say like how do we change the culture of pretend entrepreneurship mm-hmm. to real people building real things that add real value, making real money sure. to scale. We start making the businesses you wouldn't look at sexy. Okay. Litabo was a good example, right? It doesn't always have to be sexy, yeah. but we start celebrating. Uh, I know you, you saw me ranting about Five Star um, Fire, Five Star Fire, Five Star Fire, I forgot the name of the company, mm. but He's doing two point, He did 2.8 million last year in sales, right? Mm. You know what he does? He services fire extinguishers, right? We need to start celebrating more of those type businesses, right? Yeah. And less of the creative industry businesses. Because I suppose on social media, that's what sells, right? Because it it's pretty. It looks, it looks so pretty. It looks so pretty, yeah. right? Um, and and uh, whoa, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted, right? Um, to take nothing away from the creative industry, right? Like one of my favorite movies is Dead Poets Society yeah. because of that line from when he says, medicine, maths, those are all noble pursuits which keeps us alive. But poetry, art, beauty, that's why we stay alive for, right? Like, yeah. So I also appreciate that. I love beauty and all of those things. Though I think when we're talking entrepreneurship, there's a very real function. We need to stop being passionate about cooking and passionate about running a restaurant. You know, you know like, there's a difference. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is about solving problems, not following your passions. Yeah. And, and unless you're passionate about solving problems, then do something else. Like, find a creative outlet in somebody else's organization, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's what I think we need to do, because there's a lot of starving creatives, right? Um, yeah. And that's not so cool. No, that's not cool. Like, 
we need to stop making being broke cool. It's not cool. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Like we've made being broke cool. Like we joke about it, right? Like it's not cool. We have a responsibility. We're not going to enjoy. A lot of us, not all of us. A lot of us are not going to enjoy the fruits of our efforts, right? We're we're first generation. Let me count. Arguably second generation after apartheid. First, first right? First generation. First generation. Yeah. You right? We're we're not working for ourselves. Working for our grandchildren. Yeah. Right? And we need to like pull together and start working for our grandchildren. Stop working for ourselves. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be frustrating. Right? But that's the very core of self-sacrifice. That's the very expression of love. Yeah. Right? Self-sacrifice. So who would you say is one entrepreneur you look at and you just see all those values and all those virtues of truly wanting to have an impact and building legacies way beyond just themselves and not it's not just about the celebrity of their entrepreneurship now mm. or you know the celebrity of the businesses they're building now but so much more going forward like who do you point point to you know what so that's e- the guy so or every, girl so 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 entrepreneurship is nuanced because i've mentioned one who mm. like I, 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 it's weird he calls me big brother but i also look up to him Litabo, right? Yeah. That's that's one. Like it's more than the money. Like money doesn't matter, right? It's about rewriting the township narrative. That's his favorite thing to say about his business. Like that's one. But new, entrepreneurship is nuanced in the sense that I might have strong uh, attributes of this and weak in these. And the most common weak attribute I see in entrepreneurship is our egos. Yeah. Very. We all have very big egos, right? And we want the recognition for the work we do. Right, yeah. um, which I'm also learning how not to not to fall victim to that. Right, so I've mentioned Litabo. He's got the same weakness as me. He's got his ego. Right, but it's also what gives him strength. Um, Silebojo. Right. Okay. So this is gonna be lopsided because it's gonna be all the entrepreneurs I work with. Right. Obviously. Obviously. But obviously, I mean, I think the people that you spend time with are the people that. Mm feed into you in some way as well so sure it's only natural that the you, guys you choose would be sure yeah so so yeah so the, these these are the people i mean the entire team at, at the people's fund and that's why we're a team right zoo sizwe pakiso everyone and there's somebody who never gets mentioned in the front lines right who basically runs the company uh, shamim no i've been i've known him since he was three uh we've been working together for the past five years now um yeah. These are the people. So he actually, ironically, he'd arguably fit, tick all the boxes you mentioned, right? Um, must read a book called Good to Great. It talks about level five leadership, right? Oh. He ticks all the boxes of level five leadership, where it's not about him, right? It's it's about self-sacrifice, and it's not about getting the credits. It's not about he doesn't do these things, the interviews, but he grinds. He grinds. Musa Sambo, um, I did change down with him. He runs an amazing company called My Brand Group where they, yeah, I'm not going to go into the details, a very secretive guy, uh, but he does vehicle replacement for insurance companies. You see, like, so if I was to put that out on Facebook, everyone would go, that sounds like a boring business, right? Yeah. There's many, many millions from that business, yeah. right? Um, these are some of the people that come to mind, but there's a lot, you know? If you had to teach someone that wants to be an entrepreneur, just started out, mm. one thing, what would it be? Find value. Deliver that, like, and it sounds so. So it's like awakening. I don't know where you are on, on a spiritual level, right? Before you awaken spiritually, it's like they say, no, just let go, and you're like, what the f- do you mean, let go, right? Like, what does that mean? Once you figured it out, you can't explain it because you know it, right? 
it's so hard to figure out before, right? But it's, it's in this sentence, deliver value. That's it, nothing else, deliver value. And then, secondly, in the beginning you're gonna be doing everything. But we're still talking about the starting out, so find value. And then after a certain period and you validated value, find a way to outsource the shit out of your business. Focus on one thing. You figured out how to do deliver value, keep doing that. Right? Because we become jack of all trades in our own business and it's the hardest thing. That's the difference between being a startup and being a growth company. Is how do you outsource the various small pieces of your company so that you're not doing them yourself. Right? Um, yeah, but like that that's what I'd say. Find value and, and, and be able to offer it at a decent price. Don't try outprice people. Losing strategy. Uh, if you're delivering real value, the price doesn't really matter. Cool, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so sick, bro. You spoke I so little. So My bro. <laughs> bro. But here's the thing. I think that's that's the best episode. Mm. Where I'm not talking. Mm. That's and you like to thing. you like to interject and talk. You know, <laughs> uh, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, man. Thanks for having me. Man. Shout, shout.